Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear and then we discuss it in excruciating detail. This is page 674. Curious child underfoot in the kitchen. As we grew more comfortable with each other, my questions became more insistent. But how, I asked for the tenth time, light hasn't any weight, any substance. It behaves like a wave. You shouldn't be able to touch it. Valerian had worked her way up from starlight and was wefting moonlight into the shade. She didn't look up from her work when she replied, So many thoughts, Mike Both. You know too much to be happy. That sounded uncomfortably like something Elodin would say. I brushed the evasion aside. You shouldn't be able. She nudged me with her elbow, and I saw both her hands were full. Sweet flame, she said. Bring that to me. She nodded to a moonbeam that pierced the trees above and touched the ground beside me. Her voice bore the familiar subtle tone of command, and without thinking, I grabbed the moonbeam as if it were a hanging vine. For a second, I felt it against my fingers, cool and ephemeral. Startled, I froze, and suddenly it was an ordinary moonbeam again. I passed my hand through it several times, to no effect. Smiling, Felurian reached out and took hold of it as if it were the most natural thing in the world. She touched my cheek with her free hand, then turned her attention to her lap, and worked the strand of moonlight into the folds of shadow. That's the page. My name is Nick, and I'm your co-host. I'm Jordana, and I am also a co-host. I guess I'm Jeremy, and I'm the third co-host. Together we are we are a host. <laughs> Together we form host. So so moonbeams are like uh, are like fairies and and gods in some stories where they don't exist or have power unless you believe in them. I think it's not that he has to believe in it; it's that he has to not think about it. Okay, right? Yeah, I think the, yeah, like, exactly. He the does key it without thinking. Without about thinking. It. Yeah. yeah, and that's the same as with naming, right? Like all magic seems to come from, from a, I don't know, a flow state, like a state of yeah. of un yeah. And like I think what Florian says, you know, too much to be happy, is also not an evasion. I think it is, in fact, a a correct reply. Yeah, that feels like a fact. <laughs> yeah, like if so, sure you are that moonbeams are are wavelengths and cannot be touched. Then you will, you know, <laughs> in addition to not understanding how this works. You will, have, you know, you will fail to see the the truth of things in this, this magical. This feels sort of like Luke and Yoda e. <laughs> yeah, he's she's trying to say like you must unlearn what you have learned. Absolutely, uh, I, I don't believe it. <laughs> that is why you fail. Yeah, and of course, uh, much like Luke and Yoda, um, Filurian spends a lot of time on top. <laughs> yeah, that's right, <laughs> riding him. Uh, as he does gymnastics um, upside down, yeah. <laughs> a lot of rocks being uh being being off. You know, the first there's but rocks I mean, and then they're taken off, so the rocks are yes, the rocks, the rocks are, are, okay, are okay. yes. You're yeah, okay, he's okay, getting okay. the rocks Thanks. off. Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. All right, good. But Thanks. Uh, Jordana, I think you're actually like you're raising a an important point here, which is like this is like the rocks. A, a, this is another kind of mentorship scene. Like that's very uh, familiar in fantasy where like someone is learning magic or some other important skill from like a wise but somewhat cryptic teacher. Like Elvedin has served that function. Uh, even Ben, I think, has served that function to some degree. And we made a Star Wars connection there too. Uh, but yeah, like that, that I don't think it's accidental that you'd like draw that comparison to Yoda because those are both 
like these are both stories that are really drawing on a lot of the classic themes and motifs in fantasy. Yes. It's interesting to me that science uh, in Tamarant has progressed far enough that they understand that light behaves like a wave. Yeah, big same. There's a lot of interesting revelations about the progress of science in Tamarant. Because they have mm. a lot of understandings about, like they, you know, they have magnetism. I don't think they they don't get magnetism yet, but they have it, right? They're like, yeah, they understand it. like what a lodestone is, but they're not yeah. quite sure how it works. Yeah, and I mean, my under, I am not a physicist. My understanding is hazy, but as I dimly recall from like my ninth grade like optics classes, light behaves like a particle and a wave sometimes. Like it's sometimes it does, behaves like one, sometimes it behaves like another. Uh, which is, I think, one of the things that has perplexed physicists for a long time. And I don't know that Tamarant has gotten there yet, right? They've decided it behaves like a wave, but not like a particle. Mm-hmm. Because a particle does have substance. In, like infinite, a light particle, like infinitesimal substance, but... Cool. <laughs> Sterling stuff, Jordana! Note to self, if you want to drive the podcast into a wall, start talking about particle physics. (laughs) When when you're not a physicist and don't really understand how it works. I invite any of our listeners who are more science knowledgeable than I to correct or expand on what I just said, because I I can't swear to any of it. But but what I think is interesting and relevant, as you said, Jeremy, is that it is interesting that Temerant has enough of a grasp of physics to understand that light is a wavelength. And and there are some, and you know, I think we talked about them when they arose and we'll talk about them again in future, but it is interesting. Like, in, like they, they don't seem to have like steam engines. They yeah. Don't need steam engines. Obviously, because they have, they have sympathy, but like, you know, they're, it, I wonder to what extent Rothfuss sat down and like plotted the course of, science progression which i know is something that some people like to do with their world building is like okay if we have this then uh what would we have discovered and when you know like if we have sympathy and and naming and all of that like this magic that humans can can access how does that affect the progression of our uh understanding so um in our world uh the italian physicist francesco maria grimaldi uh, discovered that light behaves like a wave in like 1665. So that is analogous to me with like a lot of the other technologies that they have in Tamarant that, that do kind of feel like renaissance Um And obviously there are things that they can do that are more advanced with sympathy, right? Like it, it's not a perfect one-to-one, but, and, and in other ways, like they're, you know, if you want to call it that less advanced, like it's not clear that they have gunpowder or cannon or like arquebus in Tamarant. Like they don't seem to have like gunpowder weaponry. It's all still, you know, archers, crossbows, you know, swords, things like that. Um, but in other things, like they do seem advanced. And I, I wonder if the ways in which they are more advanced are because they can, they have made those discoveries faster because of how sympathy has helped them. I mean, I suppose anything is possible, but it's not something I care too much to think on at the moment. <laughs> I'm happy to just like let the world do its thing. Yeah, I mean, and I, I am too, but I do think that this is something that Rothfuss is thinking about. I think Nick's right that even if he didn't, 
you know, plot out their entire like tech tree or whatever. I think he was thinking about like, I think what he was probably thinking about and what I, and maybe I think this, cause this is how I do my world building is like, what kind of flavor do I want in this world? Do I want it to be knights and castles and stuff like that? Do I want it to feel a little bit more like early modern? Do I, but do I want there to be guns or do I want it to like feel like a little bit less uh, sort of industrial than that? Do I want them to have like steam powered things? No, I don't think so. And then I think from there you probably work backwards, right? Like, okay, so I want these, these elements of flavor. So what kinds of technologies do they have or not have? What kinds of discoveries have they made or not made? And if it's relevant to the story, how did, you know, if I want them to have this thing that we didn't have at X time in our history, how could I have, how can they have invented that, you know, quote unquote earlier? I think that is a way to world build. And I wonder, I want, I do wonder what Rothfuss's process was for deciding what kind of flavor he wanted Temerant to have and, and how the, the sort of, technology level and magic level came into that i think as i am i am interested in those things but i don't really spend time wondering about them not even when you're doing a podcast where you're paid to wonder about them uh no jeremy you're paid to wonder about them i'm paid to sit here and find the middle ground (laughs) disgusting (laughs) this reminds me of when you're playing civilization and you just like fail to invent like horseback riding uh and it doesn't really matter because there's other stuff that your civilization is good at and so time progresses and then it's like the it's like the like 1980s and suddenly there's a, something on the tech tree that requires horseback riding so you have to go back and invent it and no then, one like, in your world your no one in your fielding. civilization has ever like domesticated a horse yeah exactly so like you go back and you invent it and then suddenly your army is feeling like it's fielding like mounted elephants uh next to the tanks uh <laughs> because you have to catch up in your tech tree uh, it's great and it reminds me of this for some reason yeah cool good okay let's uh let's wrap this one up yes. because the next chapter is literally my favorite chapter in the whole series and i've been dying to get here okay well this chapter uh, was called we'll, lessons I'm sure we'll talk about this a lot but uh, okay i'll just shut up yeah. and <laughs> uh the lesson we that we're all learning is that um some things kill the kill the podcast convo and that some things we need to finish fast so nick can read his favorite chapters and maybe Quoth is learning some lessons too <laughs> Quoth is learning all kinds of lessons uh i mean i mean he's being taught all kinds of lessons it's unclear how much he's learning from them reasonable his mileage is varying from subject to subject uh, but listeners, you can find out exactly what Nick is so excited about on tomorrow's page. Of the win. win. win.